Oh, does your celestial blood not beat back the curse? Are you powerless to the advances of Lady Rushlight? As the touch of emptiness courses through your veins, will you cry out for succor from your impotent goddess? Does she even listen to you anymore? Frantic and sniveling in the darkness? everybody it's time to roll for intent i'm your gm trevor and i've got some wonderful people here for you today where oh he's in a good mood it's you oh you fucking liar it's you (laughs) and and you were there and you were there and you were there i feel like at this point it's good people in raymond yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's our next podcast dropping. There's it's clearly just... a line drawn no. here. <laughs> so we have made very clear that we we record the show like way in advance, right? Because for our own sanity, because when we have to like re-edit up to the line, it makes us all want to die. So um, we are two days after, no, the day after the beginning of our anniversary celebration. At the end of our anniversary celebration, we'll be making a special announcement. And this is the cul- first culmination of that special announcement at episode 36, where we have brought on our good friend Christian from Beast Founder. You might know him on the Discord as Zermathor. As our live-in rules lawyer, he is in the corner of Todd's basement. He's being fed <laughs> scraps from the bottom of his smoker. He's our guy on the couch. His shackles have cushion on them, okay? So it's fine. Yeah, like like my cage doesn't even doesn't even have that. <laughs> At least Todd's basement's really nice. Huh. It is. The dog beds nowadays have kind of really long yeah. way. <laughs> the smell's yeah. awful. It's, but it looks I mean okay. literally awful. <laughs> There's uh, there's uh, actually a surprisingly low amount of people that have died in this. Surprisingly, like what, most Michigan what Trevor hasn't said is that I'm the diversity hire because we <laughs> really needed another middle aged, balding, Caucasian. <laughs> well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Sorry, we needed we needed somebody whiter. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, we hired you because. Uh, because uh, you're a big ginge, and we needed that on the podcast. <laughs> I was we say, really haven't we made it. enough Irish jokes here? It's, it's the flavor of white guy that we were missing. We needed a ginger guy. <laughs> yeah, we're true. almost a Neapolitan ice cream. We needed that strawberry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait. You can't have wait. Neapolitan without it. So wait, Neapolitan is just vanilla and strawberry <laughs> now? But I guess we don't even have a blonde guy. Well, nobody, nobody's seen Micah, so you never know. <laughs> I'm like 10 years too late to the blonde party my hair changed color for some reason as a child and it's never gone back yeah, <laughs> yeah. mine did I too was, yeah, I was white light Aryan looks blonde he looks like freaking guile and uberman no he just doesn't he's got sandy brown hair what people don't understand about gingers is that the sun literally burns us away leaving only our shadows so we're kind of the opposite of vampires <laughs> it's like uh those horrible pictures of hiroshima after the bob and then all you see is a shadow oh my god yeah that's it right there. oh my god <laughs> good job so god. maybe we're spumoni instead of a neapolitan maybe who's what green? the fuck is spumoni <gasps> joe doesn't know spumoni no, Spumoni is a flavor of ice cream. Hmm. What the fuck? So, guys, anything interesting happened with you guys lately? You can't just leave that there. 
going to. I'm going psychopath. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> or plural spumoni. A spumoni. Oh god, spumoni. It's like an ice cream. It's Italian. Yeah, it's it's gelato. First off, it's not ice cream. Sorry, this is this is Joe being confused about a new thing. Pistachio green pistachio ice cream with pistachios uh, and then we, these also aren't mythical yeah right these exist <laughs> i was gonna say this by is just new gonna be thing, you mean something hundred years old right? joe is like a chimpanzee watching a magic trick <laughs> i really am because i'm like wait so you got marshino cherries in strawberry ice cream and also the chocolate ice cream are you wait are you confused and asking us or are is. you telling us i'm not gonna ask you guys shit you guys are just gonna misinform me you know what? You, you, we're going to try to figure oh. it out during Gen Con is, is we're going to figure out <laughs> how to get you some Spumoni so we can expand your horizons outside mm-hmm. of West by God. <laughs> I, I feel like there are places in West by God where I could mm-hmm. just, or I can make no. this from scratch, frankly, but it's, I had no idea that mentioning Spumoni would have such a drastic <laughs> impact on the opening of this episode. Containing candied fruit and nuts. It's just gelato <laughs> with candied fruit and nuts. Huh? Yes, please. I Mo. didn't. I'm glad that this. Uh, yes, send the Spumoni to Joe. He's got a PO box. Wait, give us uh, send us uh, astronaut Spumoni. Astronaut Spumoni, work. perfect. Don't. It'll actually make it's it. It's just going to confuse me more. <laughs> <laughs> Was this made in space? I'll be like that video of the raccoon who washes the cotton candy <laughs> and then it just goes away. <laughs> it's just gone. I, yeah, the raccoon washing the cotton candy. That's a perfect descriptor for, <laughs> I think, how you treat astronauts. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's <laughs> tragic and hilarious. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you guys don't just want to talk about Italian ice cream that scares Joe. Yeah, I, something happened this weekend and it was it was a sad, a sad moment for me, but it did bring back an inf- influx of memories of, an, of, a, of a fun story that I'm hoping everybody is going to hate me even more for. Wow. Oh um, boy, Raymond Vignette. <laughs> well, OK, so let me explain what happened this weekend. Um, so this weekend I was I was out with my my friend. We, we were moving and all this stuff. And I don't know how he acquired one, um, but he had a prosthetic leg <laughs> just from the kneecap down with Wait, the like is, the is foot. he an amputee no he's not he is not oh, oh okay. yeah um and he had one and i was like oh and i learned that he w- used to work at a school in the nurse's office and they had like one and then they, they disbanded whatever he got a prosthetic leg and it, rem- it reminded me and i i don't this probably wasn't normal i'm not even gonna ask did you guys ever think of this um because no, no one's ever thought i'm of this. in the yeah, audience okay, and i'm so, so confused so right now I, <laughs> So, okay, I grew up, where I grew up is is next to, like, we used to have this really crappy, sh- like, shopping center. And there was this really sketchy pharmacy at the shopping center. And there was only a couple things that were ever, that was ever locked up. And I don't know why, but when I was a kid, this prosthetic leg was locked up in this pharmacy. And I never understood why. So I made it a mission of mine to steal the prosthetic leg and i really wanted it i don't know why i really wanted it but i just i wanted to get so me and my friends every day would go and try to buy something from within the locked container and then while it was open grab the prosthetic leg and run out <laughs> but this, it never like a local arcade or chuck e cheese like how many tickets would it take to get the prosthetic leg <laughs> 
Well, no, this, this sounds more like a call to an adventure. Like he's trying to Nicholas Cage's way into this grocery store to get the prosthetic leg. This well, is so, awesome. So, so eventually, so eventually we were like, all right, like this time, this, we, we, we planned out the exits. We knew we, the distraction we were going to get, somebody was going to knock over the, the, all the other uh, things of Tylenol and, uh, and like ibuprofen on the other, he was going to open the thing and then, and then we were going to knock the thing over and then he was going to be like, and then we'd grab it and run. And it's like so he, the idiot of Italian <laughs> descent job. <laughs> so he's Spanish. Okay. So, so, so we're like, all right, today's the day. We're all super nervous. He unlocks the case and we, we push all the stuff over. But instead of, I mean, it's like, like a regular store clerk, instead of like getting up and leaving this unlocked case, he just looked over and then my buddy tried to snag the leg and then he grabbed the uh, foot of the leg, but it like wobble. Like, you know, how, like prosthetic leg feet like wobble. So his arm was like, whoa, whoa, and he was just like going back and forth. He was a man. We were kids. So he obviously outstrengthed us. We ran away and every, and then, so we stopped going to that pharmacy until we needed something. My mom would be like, go grab ibuprofen, go grab, you know, bandages, go grab whatever. And we'd go in and he'd be like, you stay away from that leg. You stay away from that leg. And then I went in with my parents one time and he was like, you stay away from that leg. And my parents were like, what, did they, what does he mean? I was like, I don't know. He's crazy. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, now they'll know if they ever listen to this. Oh, yeah, they will. Definitely. And uh, that, that place uh, fortunately closed down. And I was like, well, there goes my chances of ever owning a fake leg. Um, <laughs> you can just buy those. I can't you? now. So that's what I learned. That was what, that's what sparked this entire thing was my buddy was like, yeah, like I got one from this place, but you could just buy it. And I was like, but I have both legs. They're not going to sell one to me. And it turns out they will. Yeah. But now I don't have a need for it. I think it was just the thrill of the ride back in the day, you know? <laughs> Raymond, oh, your, your entire life is a B-plot. You are the beloved <laughs> side character in a comedy show. Right? <laughs> so now I'm curious why a pharmacy has a prosthetic yeah, leg. That's why yeah. requires, a pharmacy like, have a yeah. prosthetic no, it leg. It requires like measurement and all sorts of like balancing and shit. Like there's there's a lot of no, things. That I mean, like, like, really that's cheap not one. how that works. I like to think like, <laughs> that's yeah, called like, a peg. And they stopped using them in the fucking <laughs> I like, early 1900s. The 90s were I like to think like, This is not the Harbor Freight version of a... It's a Sunday. <laughs> Everything's closed and you accidentally amputee your leg off. Let me go snag one until tomorrow when oh, everything's shit. open. Yeah, they only had one. They didn't even have both legs. Only one so leg. So it wasn't part of like a display? Like if you need what a prosthetic leg, two. call this... If you need to get two, you'll probably just get a wheelchair, right? Yeah, that's At true. At least in the late 90s, early 2000s when this probably occurred. On short notice, I mean, bilateral amputees have been a thing since the, just forever. Well, no, I get that. <laughs> but I mean, uh, prosthetics that you can easily walk around on yeah. without additional assistance have not been a thing since forever. No, but... <laughs> I, I don't know. I need to now. I need to Google like when people started using double prosthetic legs. No, it's not about know. just using them, but like being able to use them effectively without just going ahead and having two canes anyway, right? Or, yeah. or or crutches. Why is that a problem? People still do that. I also don't know what I would have done with it. I guess just you would have bronzed it and then put it on your mantle. Is right? what you would have done with it. I, I'd like to think I wouldn't do any weird shit with it, but I probably would. Oh, you would. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you would probably. You'd probably fill it with rice and feed it to ducks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what kind of normal thing could you do with a prosthetic leg, Raymond? Yeah. I, I would like a list. Raymond, <laughs> when you need flowers for your wife, do you just go to the cemetery or what? <laughs> <laughs>
I think Cammy would be into that. Uh, she would love that. But also, I just, you made me realize right yeah. now, what a great idea. Oh, Three flowers. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Cut his what mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> No, just That's such grab a good some idea. neighbors. Bring a razor and what? just go to your neighbor's lawns and just oh, snip a couple and That's 100%. You know, artfully display them. That's a great idea. I can't. Pl- I don't live near any cemeteries, but I guess it's worth the drive. If you're from my hometown, uh, that prosthetic leg could become a planter. I mean, we have transmissions, we have tractor tires. There's all sorts of things that you plant flowers and all sorts of beautiful things for your front yard. And Joe knows. Joe yeah. knows that area. I've got a neighbor actually who has a toilet with just fake flowers stuck in the toilet. And that's that adorns their family. They probably won yard of the year in Eleanor, didn't they? No, they don't live in Eleanor. Eleanor <laughs> probably would have cracked down. But there's a lot of people around here with Christmas trees. How about a bathtub? Like on their front porch. It's weird. I feel like it's a. No, that's in Boston. That's in that's in Southie. Bathtub nativity scene. That sounds like a shorthand slang for some sort of back alley abortion. And I don't like it. It's kind of like that. Yeah, check, yeah just that's, say, that's check an urban dictionary no, entry. You bury a bathtub halfway down, so yeah, half right. it's holding, uh, sticking out of the ground like an arch, and then you put the nativity scene inside of it. Why would you dig a hole deep enough to put a bathtub <laughs> Why in? Why would you have a nativity scene in your yard year-round, Trevor? What else are you going to put in the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, too. But yeah, in Boston and Southie, they, they do, they have, there's bathtubs yeah. everywhere. They just have bathtubs all every like with 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 little crosses. I feel and like Jesus. we might be missing some cultural context here as to why. And I'd I'd like you guys to write in if you're I from. Can ask, uh, yeah, I can South ask my Boston sister. She podca- knows. Uh, mailroom at rollforintent.com. Let us know about the bathtubs. <laughs> yeah, I want you know what I want people to write in. I want people to no, that would be bad. I'd be like, if you have a prosthetic leg. Send us a picture so I can see if I want to take it. Oh from my you. God. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, hopefully we'll have fans that are like, I have a spare prosthetic leg. Would Raymond like this? Yes. The answer is yes. No, the answer a, is yes. Send There's us a no picture question. of it with some Gerber daisies in it. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big enough backyard. I can make a whole planter just off limbs. <laughs> well, you know what? I have a feeling that uh, if things don't go well pretty soon, we're going to need a Big old pot of daisies for Solus's funeral. Uh, that was smooth. I know. That was very smooth. The, uh, the, uh, the segues are really hopping now. Gross. They're just, the juices are flowing. Yeah, they are. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, not Stop. those juices. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. So last week, uh, bad things happened to Solus. I'm trying to remember if it was two weeks ago or last week. 
that uh, he was beset upon by a mummy, bog mummy, that gave him bog rot, which is a combination curse and disease. So they're not that easy to get rid of. And uh, found out that nobody has removed curse in the town. It's above uh, Vandy Banderdash's level. Uh, while they're trying to figure out what to do if they need to rush him like Frodo to Rivendell all the way to Absalom to heal him, Morlobin shows up. He is there to hopefully find the Otari boys and let them know that his buddy Corvus showed up in town, which is odd because you just sent the letter one, two days ago. We he also says... Yeah, you gave it to uh, Galantine Deliveries to send away. You guys head back to his shop, and he thinks he might have a scroll for you. You dig around for a while in an old chest, and finally, I believe it was Yosef was able to find a scroll of Remove Curse. And that is where we left off. Gentlemen, what do you do? Well, I think I'm just going to pay for this scroll and leave <laughs> then. More than goodbye. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the cost on that uh, scroll. I'd have to look at the table because I hadn't even considered that you'd actually buy this thing. Well, I, I kind of need it. As opposed to stealing I mean, unless it? you're just going to give it to me. <clears throat> if need be, we can try to trade in kind you're as well. You're not there. You're not there. So oh, let's shut up. we, Joe. Yeah, Joe, uh, Joe, Kashak and Billiam headed off to return the sword to Lytus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Solus is at the Dawnflower Library with Tovin and Yosef followed Morlebent with his distinctive limp all the way back to Odd Stories. Friend, I, I, I'm not sure that you can afford this scroll. Just for all you're doing for the town, just here you go. Just take it. Take it, take it this time. But... I'll remember, just say you owe me a favor. Yes? Uh, sure. I mean, how much does it cost? You happen to have 70 gold pieces? I mean, uh, we'll just call it an IOU. I'm looking at my character sheet. For some reason, I have 207 gold. I don't know why that I is. I don't know how that would be accurate. I think. Oh, sorry. No, I'm looking at my total wealth in the uh, inventory page, right. which I was not ready for. I have 12 gold on me. Yeah, so I don't think you have anywhere approaching that much gold. In the party loot, I'm looking at it right now, we have 182 gold. I'm just going to give this one to you on the house. Uh, I'll just... You owe me a favor, let's just say that. I'd hate to see one if you die over something that we could deal with, though. All right, we'll call it a deal. All right, and uh, he gives you the scroll, and he's like, Oh, and remember... Um, Corvus is in town. He's, uh, I think he's going to be staying at Crow's Casks if you're looking for him. Uh, I'm not sure why he came to town. He, he dropped by. He didn't really say why he was here, but I thought it was quite fortuitous he did decide to show up. Oh, well, I'm sure after we do what we need to do with the scroll that Solus will probably have to go back to his lodging at Crow's Casks. So if he's there, we'll see him. Excellent. Well, Good luck on helping your friend. Oh, by the way, before I leave, um, what does Corvus look like? Oh, he's uh, about 6'3", uh, about my age, early 60s. Um, bald, 
uh, green eyes. Uh, when I saw him this morning, he was wearing a a red doublet. Black uh, feathers? <laughs> yes. Black feathers, long beak. No. Uh, he was wearing a red doublet. Uh, he stands out quite, cuts quite a figure. I don't, uh, you'll recognize him as somebody out of place. Let me know how it goes. Of course. I'll, uh, I'll see you around. Take care. And I'll leave. No, and I'll stay on the porch. Let Solus die. I will right. uh, I'll put the scroll in my mouth and scamper on all fours. <laughs> nice. All the way I back like, to I the like the verisimilitude of the rat run. It's faster. I mean, I agree. It must be. Isn't there a feat <laughs> that you can take as a rat folk that allows you to run on all fours? I know there's... <sighs> There's something that there's a feat that allows you. I'm thinking the automaton, the hunter automaton allows you to do that. Yeah, I think you're, yeah, Yosoki doesn't have anything for that, oh, okay. I don't think. All right, so do, are you going to head back to the, uh, to the Dawnflower Library? Uh, yes. Excellent. We're going to jump on over to our buddies, Billiam and Kashak, and see what they're up to, heading up to the Otari garrison. I would think that, um, <laughs> as we're walking, we're, we, we would try to keep this sword somewhat hidden a little bit. Not like, I don't know, you're waving it around like, we did it! <laughs> like, definitely want to try and keep it on the down low. Um, Why so wouldn't prob- you? That sounds fun. <laughs> some Carmen Rajani is going to come and do some fuckery with it. That's why. Right. So, and, yeah. Uh, as, I can't as really carry it. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'd, I'd probably be holding it, like, really close to my, my armor. Like, I'd just be, like... Right in your prison wallet. Exactly. Um, I would put it down the front of my shirt and, and, and hope I didn't cut myself open. <laughs> a little, the hilt is on my chin and the sword is down near my balls. <laughs> oh, dangerous. Uh-huh. No, yeah, just just trying to uh, inconspicuously bring it to... Yvette is not a fan of this. Yeah. I need those. I need those. I don't know what her voice would be. <laughs> Yvette voice. Now you think it's the first one. Yeah, right? Um. So, yeah, so... Kashak, how much far? How much farther do you think we got? I don't know how much longer I can try and hide this. It's gleaming in the sun. Uh, probably like uh, I don't know, twenty yards. <laughs> how fucking far is that, Kashak? Can I see <laughs> the building? I think we're pretty close. Okay. God. <laughs> well, you see a familiar face in front of the garrison. It's your old friend, Dilly Danvers. Hey, y'all, how you doing? Ah, uh, Marshal Danvers. Uh, pardon, but we're trying no, to... No, name's Dilly. Marshal's my cousin. <laughs> Thanks, Dilly. Uh, Dilly, we're, we're trying to find uh, Lattis. Do you know where he is? Yes, uh, Lattis is... Uh, I don't think he's made it in yet. Honestly, he's... Uh, and yeah, his name's actually Lardus, but uh, the GM changed it to Lightus because he, he thought that you were all going to call him Lardass Longsaddle because he <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> did it anyway. <laughs> Whether it's Lightus or Lardass, that's what we're going to call him. Probably because you're the only person that read the player's guide. Yabba dabba. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Well, I don't know what a player's guide is. Where the fuck is Lightus Longsaddle? <laughs> well, um... He should be in any minute. I don't know quite where he is now. He ain't shown up yet. Anything I can help y'all with? Uh, actually, it's a bit of a sensitive matter in multiple ways. Uh, do you mind if we step inside the garrison for a moment? Um, my, my friend's trying to, to stow a... Uh, a dilly. 
I kind of beckoned him down and over, right? I'm like, and he, goes, got, what? And he gets down. He like kind of crouches and puts his hands on his knees like you shouldn't do with a short person, right? Dilly, we've got that sword we were looking for, and we need to, we want it out of sight and somewhere safe so that when Lydus, 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 so when Lydus comes in, you know, we'll, he'll, we want to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it would be a good idea, Kashak, if the mayor was here to see us give him this sword so that we are no longer blamed for not returning it. You think Dilly could send someone to get the mayor? Ah, that's a great idea. Dilly, do you think that someone could go get the mayor while we're waiting for Lydus? Well, I'll be, I could get the mayor for you. Well, that'd be fantastic. Do you mind if we step inside the garrison so that Billiam doesn't accidentally constrain himself? It's free city. You can go right on inside the garrison anytime you want, friend. No, well, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the help as always. Well, thanks. And he goes off running, and he's actually like full on running. <laughs> uh, but he's got really, really long legs, and he looks like it's going to get away from him. But he's he's power, and he's making some good I'm time. I'm assuming he's You're not pumping his arms at all. Quick. They're at his side the entire time. No, no, they're just on his side. He's like no, Naruto he's, he's running. Run, he's the running. Whole way. <laughs> I mentioned he was running like Shaggy. Like, like his arms like running his river dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy, let's get that thing the point of that thing away from your balls at least you use them. I'm gonna open it. the door and step out in. Wait, wait. I don't use right, my balls, he? Cash Egg. They just hang does there. Does he use them? <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you did some sex. I thought somebody said something about that. <laughs> Not with your balls, silly. <laughs> oh, I'm obviously misunderstanding. Thank you for correcting me. It's okay. <laughs> so so Beautiful. just as an aside, this is for us. For Patreon content, can can we have uh, can we have Billion like draw us a flowchart or diagram of how sexing works? <laughs> I, know, I want I want yeah. Cash Act to give him the talk. Give him the birds oh and the bees talk. <laughs> I want, uh, yeah, there has to be like a uh, like a Cash Act birds and the bees talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Billion has Hot two tonight. kids, and, and, and Joseph is like, "This is how they happened." So off. Dilly goes into the wild blue yonder. You can, uh, as he he breathes when he's he's running, he doesn't just like pant. He goes, ah, 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 as he runs. It's really comical, but can dude, I, can he I get is the, fast. Uh, the audio of that? <laughs> gross. That's so <laughs> gross. Right there. You need that for later? Dilly Danvers, Dilly oh, yeah. Danvers ringtone, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to buy <laughs> Dilly Danvers. <laughs> As Do soon it. as we get enough time, I'm, we're going to make that a 10 hour loop on YouTube when we get enough followers. <laughs> oh. Tilly Danvers running. Exactly. <sighs> so he said, go on into the garrison because it's a free city. And you head on in uh, so you can get that sword away from uh, Billiam's junk. Yeah. Is there anyone else inside the garrison aside from our prisoners? There's just a few people. Been- so you know. <laughs> You do not see that area, right? Because it's like separated off the, 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 the cells are like in another room and the front is almost like a bullpen type deal. Um, and then there's another door off to the side and that's the armory in there, but you can't really see into the cell area, but you're just in the, in the, rece- the, the waiting area at the front and there's somebody sitting at the, at the desk and they're like, Oh, yes, Mr. Thwomp, can I help you? 
Yeah, we're we're here waiting for uh, Lightest Long Saddle. Well, we'll hopefully he'll be in soon. This is a normal occurrence, him being, you know. Well, usually he comes in around 9.30 in the morning, uh, typically. Uh, but he stays late. He's a late worker, usually. And what about time is it that now? time, uh, it, it's about uh, 9 o'clock. Okay. At about that time, he does come in. And you see him. He walks in, and it, he smells a bit of alcohol. Not much, but a bit. Probably pretty deep into his cups the previous night. He's all... Gentlemen, what can I do for you today? Uh, uh, Sheriff Longsaddle, I I apologize. Um, we're actually, if you don't mind, uh, go about your normal business for the time being. We're we're waiting for the mayor as well because um, we'd like to uh, make a handoff uh, with a witness, as it were. Completely understandable. I'm I'm in full support of that idea. Uh, just let me know when you arrive and I'll be in my office. Certainly, sir. And he walks off. And you just kind of are waiting there for five, ten minutes. Probably a little bit longer because Dilly ran off and then he's got to get the mayor and the mayor's got to get ready and he's got to come over here. Um, Billy, so- do you need to extricate that thing from your, your god-awful holding no, I, situation? I want to keep it hidden still. Uh, I mean... <sighs> Yeah, but like, it seems like it'd be really uncomfortable the way that you've got it hidden. <laughs> I mean, all it's it takes is one errant sneeze and you've castrated yourself. It makes me feel no, it's good. it's Cash not Castrate. Yes! I mean, just make, sh- yes. make sure you keep your, your schwanz like away from the thing, if you would. It's all part of the job. I got it. Oh, okay. Well, if we end up with a knit of that in Prince Albert's, um, we'll call it a Prince Otari. <laughs> so the mayor, not the prince. The mayor's yeah, sorry, we'll coming. Call the, the mayor, Otari, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be great. This goes on for the next ten minutes. Just yeah. really. And in comes the mayor while you are talking about inadvertent <laughs> penis piercings, <laughs> and uh, he comes in. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, I I understand you've got some news uh, so soon as well. I mean, I understand to expect results from you, uh, but this is astounding. What what do you have to show me? Well, uh, Mayor, we uh, obviously our, our standing in the town is quite important to us because many of us, you know, live here or beneath such. Um, we wanted to hand you... A, uh, an item uh, in the witness of both yourself and uh, Marshal Longsaddle, Sheriff Longsaddle, Officer Longsaddle? Lydus, Cash. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. <laughs> My friend here is having some trouble with words. We have this. I stand up and take the sword out. And we want to give this to you with you and Lydus Longsaddle together so that we aren't. Everybody is honky dory. Did you just say honky dory? Honky dory. The Californians. <laughs> yeah. My dad said that growing up, so I just always said it. Honky dory. Thank you for the correction, William. I, I actually grew up saying honest engine, and I didn't know that it was supposed to be honest engine. I just thought it was honest uh-huh. engine. Like, like, like it hits truthfully. 
incorrectly every time and i I had no idea that it was like a slur so I, so yeah so, same thing. <laughs> so yeah get up and i guess start walking towards i'm assuming Lydus's office is near the back so yeah, we'll start walking near back. the back yeah start yeah. walking towards there and you're kind of walking a little bit halted to not cut yourself with a blade mm-hmm. I no, imagine he's, you're kind it out of already. he's just yeah. holding it in front of himself like brandishing it <laughs> <laughs> oh yes you found the winnow that's remarkable how exactly were you able to get it back well what happened there was we approached the godlight at, at night uh, when the portal is open and we proceeded to engage in uh, quite difficult combat against the apparition of Belcora that appears there and uh, we we were victorious in defeating this iteration of her. Uh, I have not returned to the Godlight since. I don't know if that's a ongoing problem. But uh, the apparition that we defeated uh, dropped the sword. And fortuitously, uh, we were able to bring it back to the town. What of Clort uh, and his men? We found an abattoir of bodies. That's very, very disturbing. Do you know if you'd be able to give them a proper burial, if that's possible? Yes. Before Cash, I can say anything. Yeah. Bill, Bill goes. Yes. I'm trying to remember what we did with them. <laughs> you pretty much Yosef. shoved them in a bucket and chugged yeah. the water, didn't you? I think no, so. no, we no. were piling up bodies. And yeah, we were piling we were up bodies. Yeah. We were going to bring them back and then uh, bog bummy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, right. Before before Kashak, because I know how against burying anything Kashak is, I step in. I step in and go, Yosef, um, our friend, the um, he's a Therasman. Oh yes, yeah, so, uh, Mr. Love Kiruki. Yes, yes, um, is uh, taking care of the burial process as he's as it's a uh, important to him. So he's taking care of that while we take care of the sword. Yes, excellent. If if you could, at some point, make sure you return uh, their effects to me, and I'll make sure that the families get them after the burial. Yes, of course. And at that point, you enter Lydus's office, door opens, and he's just kind of sitting there, and he looks like he's overcoming a hangover. He's got sweats. His eyes are a little glassy. He doesn't look like a happy camper. Ah, oh, Mr. Mayor, I see that you've arrived. I'm not sure what this is about, but apparently it's important. And at that point, he sees the sword. It's like, oh, you found it. Wonderful. Yes. <clears throat> wow. Yes, and we want to return it here with the mayor so that all of the debts against Solus and us could be resolved. Excellent. Uh, I don't know that it's appropriate for me to take it. It doesn't belong to me, however. Uh, Mr. Mayor, perhaps you should simply take it. Uh, oh, p- perhaps we could send uh, uh, the good officer Danvers to go fetch a Farazman for us so that they could return it to the tomb in, in which it was entombed, the traditional resting place. Just a random Farazman, Kashak? I mean, not a random harassment, but I mean, you know, one of the one of the caretakers of the cemetery where the the tomb was that it was taken from by, I I'm not going to cast accusations, <clears throat> but uh, a harassment that tends the cemetery. And at about that time, so, well, that's probably a wonderful idea. Delay. 
somebody that today. <laughs> it's Dilly. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. <laughs> And uh, everybody, there's somebody in the bullpen, and they, they yell, Dilly, Dilly! <laughs> oh, Dilly. My God. And uh, pretty certain you hear a... <laughs> Micah. He's still catching his breath Micah with his tiny that. little breaths. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. That one's faster than the last one. We need yeah. to wait for an even faster one. And, I, uh, I, have a sound, I have a sound effect planned for uh, when Dilly is running. <laughs> and... Uh, he comes. And, well, I feel—I sure feel real important today. What you need me for, Mister Longsaddle? Go to the Dawnflower Library and fetch one of the attendants of Farazma and bring them back here, so they can take the sword back into their custody. Return it to the crypt. Well, I'll be, I'll be back faster than you can say. I don't know what you'd say, but I'll be back fast. And uh, he runs off. Uh, you can hear him run, and he doesn't close the door behind him. And you can hear his feet smack, 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 <laughs> as he's running through the place. And he opens the door, and he doesn't close it behind him. And you can hear him yell <laughs> off in the distance. Until Jake, he, I need you, you to take a screenshot of that when he does that next time, please. <laughs> For the love of God, you got it, please. <laughs> Because it'll be it'll be a ten hour video on YouTube with that face just plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the next time he does Lord. it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, Dilly has to come back at some point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so um, we go back to Solus and Tovin at the Dawnflower Library, sitting there. I imagine with uh, Vandy still in the healing room. Uh, maybe there's some. Uh, uh, Serenites there as well. I can't remember. Did we say that Tomrick had went home uh, to he was recuperate? Under, you know, he was still under care here. He yeah, wasn't there I, anymore. I had found, no, he was he's there. still there. Okay, so Tomrick is still there. He's sleeping. That's right. He's he looks like he's sleeping extremely soundly. And I remember now. It sucks when we take a week off yeah. recording for reasons, doesn't it? Life gets in the way. A good GM would take notes, or he could just. Look. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I know, right? A great GM doesn't have to. He could just listen Got back to the last episode. <laughs> Hero point for Kashak. Yes! <laughs> Didn't know you could fit reptilian snout that far up an asshole. <laughs> if only the DM recorded everything he said. I brought you and I could take you out. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> Don't think I'll forget it. So you guys are there at the um, Dawnflower, and I imagine that Solus is looking kind of ashen. And not feeling great since he's got two days worth of 3d6 negative damage that he mm-hmm. cannot heal on mm-hmm. him. And uh, they're giving you, you know, healing potions and trying to give you things to counteract the curse. And it's just not working. In fact, you your guts are pretty much full of whatever poultices or, you know, elixirs and potions and stuff they've given you. They have put poultices on the bite and tried to stave off that weird brown veining that you're getting that's extending up your neck to your face. Please, I don't I don't need another potion. Just leave me be. Well, you're full. They already said it, so they're going to have to use something something like a speculum to just, you know, Sorry, open up. what? No, no, I... <laughs> it's not the side you put those in. But no, okay. like, not, not, not the where the wound is, but his, his yeah, other no. end, you know? 
Because they're giving him potions, nothing's coming out. We can it's give come you an elixir of restoration. Are we talking about a rectal, rectal lavage? I learned this one from a cleric of. Uh, I learned this one from a, a cleric of Gozran oh. and Bear Grylls. Oh <laughs> man, I remember that episode. That was a good one. Would have made more sense if it was a cleric of Caden Kaylin if you're butt chugging. No. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of like survivor stuff <laughs> being out in the woods. Maybe it's a druid. He's a druid. <laughs> totally a druid. Werebear. Werebear grills. <laughs> oh, he's a werebear, dru- werebear grills. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yes, perhaps we should wait a bit before trying to administer anything else. How, how are you feeling? Is it too hot, too cold, anything? Feeling not as well as I would like to. Well, that goes without saying. You look like there's literal shit running through your veins, son. Yes, it feels somewhat like that, actually. I, it, it, I feel a lot of pressure in my neck. It's kind of hard to breathe. Here, take this Halls. Introducing the first role the for intense sponsor, Halls. And about that time, you hear off in the distance. Stomp, 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 stomp. And uh, the door flings open violently, and you hear smacking on the stone floor. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> I'm looking for a farasman. Anybody got a farasman here? Is that who I think it is? And he runs in, arms at his side, running. He's like, Mr. Solus G, you look real rough. The mayor sent me to get one of the farasman attendants to take the sword back. You know where I could find one? Ah, oh, dilly dilly. Go off to the cemetery. I'm sure you'll find one tending a mausoleum. Yes, ma'am. He turns and smack, smack, smack. Wait, wait, dilly, dilly, before you go, before you go, before you go. And you can hear his boots skid on the floor. <laughs> and, and he turns, you hear the stomp, stomp, stomp as he turns around and yeah, Mr. Solus, what can I do for you? You need Lucy again? I don't. I, I, I do need a favor from you. While you are out doing your errands, could you also go to the blacksmith and procure a steel shield from him? Mine is damaged. Here is two gold. Please, I would be very much indebted to you. You know what? I could give you my shield here. His name's Ricky. <laughs> I'll sell you my shield. How long have you been holding on to that one for? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> As it, should I even ask if it has ever been used? You know what? I, I, I look at my reflection and to pick my teeth every night. I understand. Uh, thank you. When would you like me to return this to you by? I mean, I'll just take the gold. I just, I, you, you'd have it. I mean, uh, very good. you'll probably use it more than I ever will. Take care of yeah. Ricky for me, and he gives it a kiss as he hands it over to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You are you. Are you. you know what? This will help me run faster, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had to use it anyway. They just give me one for free at the armory if I need one anyway. And uh, he turns like, all right, well, I got to find me a Farazman. And he turns and starts running again, and you hear him. It's getting farther away. <laughs> And he doesn't close any doors. He passes it. <laughs> We're going to zoom back to Yosef, who is 
making his way running on all fours to the Dawnflower Library. And it's like the running mailman from Ocarina of Time. You see Dilly Danvers running in the opposite direction as you, and you pass him and you hear him going, <laughs> and you're just kind of puzzled by what you see. But you're Joseph like, knows better than to stop a man on a mission. <laughs> you're about 20, 20, 20 feet away from the door. And you see that the door to the Dawnflower Library is wide open because Dilly doesn't know how to close doors, apparently. And uh, you make your way in. Uh, okay, I'll uh, scamper up the steps, uh, scroll in my mouth, run up into the healing room, stand on my feet, take the scroll out and be like, okay, so I got two things, both for Tovin. One, a scroll of Remove Curse. Two, and I pull out a small book that I stole from Morlipin's, this thing called Preparation H you kept asking for. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically remember you asking for you it did. last time. I did. Tell me to specifically. So you scamper up. You've got a book that you stole and a scroll of Remove Curse. What do you gentlemen do? Well, I don't know how to cast this, so uh, well, this is all you. Or I don't know that we can be fairly <laughs> called gentlemen at this point. <laughs> Legally, we can't be called gentlemen. You are the very model of a right. modern major general, though. That All information right. vegetable That's it. Shut it down. <laughs> um, oh. So here's a question, because I am a lower level than Vandy, and Vandy can't cast it, right? How does that work with a scroll? Correct. Well, I'm glad you asked that. We have a rules lawyer for just such a, a question. I, I kind of let him know that this may happen this episode, and I think he's got exactly the info. Christian, how does a scroll of remove curse work? Well, you need to make a counteract check. Now, whenever you use a scroll and the spell is on your class's spell list, you don't need to make a check or anything to use the scroll. The only important okay. thing you need to know is what level the remove curse is cast at on the scroll and what level the curse is you're trying to remove. The remove curse is cast at a level four and the curse is a level oh. five curse. So Tovin will be using his character check, which is whatever his standard modifier is. He will be making that roll. As long as he gets a success, he'll be able to counteract anything that is no more than one level higher than the level <laughs> of the scroll. So this will work as so long as he succeeds. God damn it, Tobin, so don't my, not succeed. It's my spell attack <laughs> don't fuck modifier up. that I'm adding to this. Yes, you're going to roll and add your spell attack modifier. I believe I heard bog rot, so I'm assuming it was from a bog mummy. So you're going to need the DC off of the disease from the bog mummy, and that is the difficulty you are trying to beat with your check. That's going to be a DC 21. Oh, does he need guidance? Yeah, do you do you have a hero point? I mean, in case this is definitely yeah, I'm going to point. use one because I have three. I I have oh, been perfect. yeah, I've been remiss in in spending those, but uh, I use it. Can you cast guidance on yourself? <sighs> I can. So can I hero point and cast guidance? So I get sure. Man, you get plus one. I don't, don't want to know how Tobin okay, so would cast guidance on himself. It's, he touches himself. Obviously, there there, there is a needle and thread involved. <laughs> um, hold on. <laughs> Gives himself a prince. I'm Albert. not gonna. Okay, mm. so first time I rolled a 19 plus nine plus guidance. Damn. So, right, so you begin to encant 
the words on the scroll, you read it through and you look at it. It's like part of the part of the first part to the part of the second part. Um, but as you read through the incantations on the scroll, the um, it seems to burn away slowly, but not with like fire, just like divine light. And it burns away into a, a cloud of smoke that lingers. And as Solus begins to breathe in, he breathes in this cloud. It kind of goes towards him. He breathes it in and his body is suffused with light as he bring, breathes it in. And he, he doesn't feel better, but the brown veining begins to subside a little bit. You are not out of the woods yet, though. You still have the disease. It can still progress. If you do not save, you will keep losing health, right? You can still die from this. It's still a disease. And you've already done your save for the day. Right, right. So it's kind of neat how scrolls just turn into asbestos when you read them. Right, exactly. It's like blue (laughs) asbestos. If you were a loved one, have been diagnosed with mesothelioma. Now, I believe, let me verify this. I'm looking up medicine trained actions right now. And maybe you have the bog mummy stat up. I'm not sure, uh, Christian. I do. All right. What What's it say on there for bog rot? Can he heal that now that the curse is gone or does the disease have to be gone before he can heal it? After you remove the curse, you can remove it. It doesn't actually affect the progression of the disease in any way. Under the disease, you cannot reduce it beyond stage one while the curse is in effect. Right. So now that the curse has been lifted, he basically has uncursed bog rot. So it's now a normal disease and can be removed normally through those channels. But can he heal? Can he heal the the unhealable damage now that the curse is gone? Or does he still have to get rid of the disease before he can heal? He can be treated now that the root curse is gone. He can be healed. Okay, cool. Because that was the big thing is, you know, now it's not as big of a deal if you keep getting damaged as long as you can heal that damage back up, which was the big problem with. Um, It's not going to permanently reduce your cap. Exactly. Right now you're at permanent minus 19 on your health. Right. But now that's gone. The permanence is gone. You can heal that back up um, and, you know, make your checks daily to try to get rid of it. You have to bring it out stage one and then stage two. So it's going to take you at least two days to get rid of it completely. What time is it? It's still early in the morning. Uh, Once we reconvene, I would like to know whether or not we're going back to the gauntlet tonight or what we're doing, because I would like to spend, you know, at least a full shift taking care of our friend Solus here. I'll give him your bonus, the eight hour for continual recovery. What exactly is that that gives you a bonus? He can give him a bonus on his... Yeah, I have to attempt to medicine check against the disease's DC uh, after the attempt to treat. uh, um, I can't try it again until the next save, so it'll be the next day, but eight hours at a time to do this. Um, Yeah, it would just give me, if I succeed, plus two. If I crit crit succeed, plus four to his next saving throw. That's big. Yeah, so I I would absolutely consider that because, again, if I step out of line, I need Solus there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I, I, yeah, that would be my plan for the day. Cool. All right, so... uh, 
let's go back to Billiam and Kashak hanging out in Lydus's room with Osef. And uh, about this time, you hear again. Stop, 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 stop. Yes, the door's like, I found the Ferasman. He's slower than me, though. He's coming. Great job, Dilly. Thank you. No, at a time, Mr. Kashak. You know I love your people. Th- thanks. You're, you, you're just, you're just great. I've always loved dragons. I've never seen one up close, but... Golly, you cabals just strike me as very dragonly folk, and I really appreciate that about you. You seem so wise. Yes, and it, Joe. Well, I'd be happy to offer my advice whenever you need it, Dilly. You're, you're, you're incredible. Well, so are you. I gotta wonder, are your scales really made of gold? You mean the metal? Yeah, the metal. No, but they are gold-colored. I'd be happy to, to save some next time I shed, and I can just give them to you to keep. Well, I'd be absolutely honored to have a bit of your, your scale clippings. I'll keep it with me always. Well, you, you've earned it. You've done a great job today, Dilly. And well, always. Thanks a lot. I gotta go to the armory and get myself a new shield. I'm gonna see y'all later. All right. Thanks, Dilly. Bye. <laughs> and he runs out. <laughs> And he's yelling, Quartermaster, Mr. Quartermaster, I need your help. And he flings open a door and he runs into the armory. <laughs> well, Kashak, I think we <clears throat> I think we did it. Should we go uh, check on Solus? Make sure. Phrasma's not here yet. He's coming. Oh, balls. And you wait for like another 40 minutes. And this person in long, dark robes. I imagine they've got like a sensor. Just- exactly. They have a, a break, uh, yeah, like a sensor, a sensor, just, and you can't like see their face with the long dark hood, and they come in and like, I heard you needed a harassment attendant for some handoff or something. Does that boy need to take less coffee or something? He's real, real up for so early in the morning. It's it's the enthusiasm that I find endearing. Yeah, I was gonna say who just got who who just got invited to wizard school? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Hedwig, Hedwig, is that you or what is that? Hedwig, 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 Hedwig. And the angry inch? What? No. Right. Just the owl. Oh, I didn't work. He is certainly enthusiastic, isn't he? How can I be of service, gentlemen? Well, we need someone to take this sword with the mayor to the crypt that it belongs to. And, uh, he sees the sword and he takes down his hood and this person looks like they're 900 years old. (laughs) Shit. Ah, yes. The winnow. Such a shame it went missing. 
Thank you for retrieving it. You're welcome. And he, he shakily holds out his hand. And then well, he realizes it's going to be too heavy, so he shakingly holds out his other hand. Go, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, what's your name? <laughs> My favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Phineas. <laughs> What's your name? Finnegan. No, uh. The name's Piotr. You know what, Piotr? Why don't I hold it for you? Kashak, I think you should go check on Solus. I'll walk with the mayor and Piotr. I, hopefully his bones don't break before we get there. Do you need me to carry you, Piotr? He seems a little brittle, doesn't he? <laughs> No, I'm quite fine. I think you'll find me quite sprightly for a man of my age. Well, I'm in a bit of a rush because my <laughs> friend is dying. So I think I should carry you over my shoulder. The what mayor will come with us. Of that over your shoulder? Can I sit on your shoulder like a small child? Are you categorically small enough to do that? I am a little old man. Then go ahead, buddy. And put him. Can I put him over my shoulders like a kid? Exactly. That's what legs, he wants. That's exactly legs. what he wants from you. <laughs> so I want to put his legs over my shoulders. Well, you have hand. to struggle because he's wearing these long robes and they keep going over your head. <laughs> and like he's got to tuck them down like, behind your head. Oh, God. His balls are bouncing I can feel his balls the back of the back of your neck. Because <laughs> he also doesn't wear underwear. Perfect. Are they that sprightly? Because I feel like they'd be like hitting him like mid, mid, yeah, mid yeah, back. <laughs> you feel this warm sensation mid back. Yep. Um, I hand the. I, I'd like to hand the sword to Yosef, the mayor, and be like, "I'm going to carry him. You carry the sword. Let's let's get to it." Because I got to go check on Yosef on Solus. All right, I'll I'll go ahead and beat you there. Uh, you guys have a great day. Glad we could retrieve this sword. I'll stay here. There's no reason for me to come. I know it's been done. Thank you very much. I, I want you to understand that this was never personal. I just want justice to be done. And, and thank you for holding up your end of the deal. Yes, uh, of course. And thank you for doing justice. Bye. So what you're saying is that absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Absence indeed. <laughs> and yes, let's head on to the head on to the graveyard and you make your way to the graveyard and it's it's uneventful I'm gonna kind of hand wave that Mm -hmm. you make it there he goes into the mausoleum with the sword and you don't see him again it's a big mausoleum that family's been there for a long time 500 years yep 500 years it's about as long as uh, Piotr's been alive actually (laughs) yeah as long as as long as Yosef went in with him and did it, and I get a like a like a or cap nod from. Uh, yep, he went in with him. Oh, he thanks okay. you for I, your I gotta service. Clarify, are you calling the mayor Osif. my name? Sorry, yeah. I know it's Osif. It's hard. Okay. Yeah. I I, met, I said Yosef when I met Solus earlier, and now I met Osif, but I said Yosef. So okay, Osif. I just want to make sure it's like. Do all YouTube? small creatures look the same to you, Billiam? <laughs> yes, Is that it? They do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> too many letters. Too many letters in all of these names. So yeah, Osif, the mayor, goes in, gives me a little cap nod. Once I get that from him, I will make my way to the Dawnflower Library, which I believe is where Solus is. Excellent. So you guys make your way back to the Dawnflower Library. Um, and at this point, Solus is feeling much better. The 
cure the, the remove curse has taken effect. He is looking less um, brown. He can be healed now to get rid of that 19 points of damage persistent or permanent damage he has on him. So that can be taken off if anybody wanted to do a heal check or um, in fact, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Vandy channel do a heal on him. And that is going to be 2d8 plus or 2d10 plus eight. So give me a second. Be 27 points of healing. So I am. I'm at max health. Cool. Beautiful. And uh, Vandy's like, you might want to be careful. The swamp next time. Yes, I will. I'm forever indebted to you. I believe you saved my life. For what it's worth, he still has a disease, though, right? Right. Right. He still has to be. He still has to have the disease cured. It's just no longer a curse, so you can treat it like a normal disease now. That was the biggest issue with that thing. Okay. Yeah, which at some point we have to yes. we have to uh, roll He's up on to full health. for my eight hours of yeah. So exactly. Wait, uh, do I is that my reduced health or my real health? Your real health. So okay, good, good. Yeah. So it you your reduced health is no longer permanently reduced. You can heal it back up now. Tomorrow morning, if you don't make your save, you're going to get hurt again by the negative energy not too concerned i think you'll be fine you can reheal after that because the curse is no longer in effect but you need to get make sure that you get rid of it or you're gonna have to deal with that literally every day all right huh fun fact bog rat is also sometimes called bog foot hmm. well if it would have gotten him on the foot maybe i would have called it that jake i was just i was just Shut looking up. okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Wow! It comes out. Literally, cast system is involved. I am the law. This is my VTT. (laughs) And guys, what are you going to do? You are, you know, you could really go back to the gauntlet. Um, you could hang out around town. We have the Corvus thread that he's allegedly at Crow's Casks. Um, there's a lot you could do. So, what is it you're going to do? somewhere there's a fucking werewolf about that's true as well and perhaps werewolf hunters you know well, i for definitely one was just hunters, uh, perhaps a werewolf <laughs> i was i was looking forward to the uh the world building uh volleyball montage but i uh, guess we have Tobin more important things to do spending at least eight hours taking care of solace and sponging water onto his brow or concentrated cow urine whatever is better yeah, if he's gonna be, yeah. if he's gonna be doing like the treat disease check, then it, it kind of we can't go yeah. back today. Um, and if that's the case, I guess those of us that wouldn't be taking care of Solus, like I personally am most interested in the uh, the Corvus thread. Like I want to know more about Whispering Reeds really badly. That yeah. has been on the back of my mind ever since we really heard about that. So. That's what I'd like to follow, but uh, I'd like to hear what anybody else would like to do. That sounds most reasonable, yeah. Has Bill made it to them yet? I will say that everybody is now together. Okay. All right, let's repeat this. Beautiful. Go for it. Uh, At this point, Solus is sitting up. He's uh, sipping some cold water, um, feeling a lot lot better, but still looking kind of ashy. Um, If... To be honest with you, if, it, if it's all the same to all of you, I, I am feeling much better, but I would prefer that we do not return to the godlight today. 
I still need to rest. Is that agreeable to you? Yeah, I agree, Solus. Oh, this yeah, that's I give you all the time you need. Good. I feel like Bill would walk up and give you a really hard pat on the back. Be like, you look better, bud. And just slam your back as hard as Bill can. <laughs> he coughs mud and blood. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, you still got that taste of peat bog water in your mouth every once in a while. It's like it's it's in your gorge. You're like constantly fighting back the urge to vomit. Yeah. You're lucky mm, some LaFroy. people pay for that. Yeah, like me. It's you got yeah. you got Lafroy guts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think at this point, uh Solz would look down and <laughs> Tobin is still just uh slowly pulling needle and thread through your through your flank. <laughs> just tried trying to help you work through this disease, friend. Uh <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate that. Poultice. Thank you. And he uh, over the the lowercase t, he slaps like some sort of gross semi opaque salve. It's off. It's a, like an off yellow tint. And, and he pull, he pulls the 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 thread taut and bites it off and ties a nice little square knot and says, "All right, I think we're through the woods, and I do have to roll that check for tomorrow." You get to use my medicine check against the DC of the disease. Is that right, Christian? You are correct, sir. DC 21. Oh, finally. Perfect. Okay. Tomorrow will be a better day for you. Uh, assuming that I roll higher tomorrow. You could use a hero point to reroll. I, I could. I could. You know what? I will because I do need to burn those so that I can have a chance to earn. Because you didn't need to use that hero point for the last one. You only need, you only use it when you reroll. So there we go. 16 plus nine. So 25. What I'm saying is I don't think you needed to burn the first hero point because your first roll beat it. Right? I, no, I mm, I need that that uh, that low currency to make me try harder. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'll let you. I'll let you burn, and I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna fight you. Plus, to also be a stickler, I think you have to declare that you're going to use a hero point before you roll. Yes, Jake is correct. Oh, so that's three hero points. I'll I'll use that last hero point to to uh, negate the fact that I didn't declare it. <laughs> now I'm at, now I'm at zero hero points, <laughs> and I really need to work for him. <laughs> oh wow there you go but uh yeah i'll be spending my time taking care of solus and ned and it looks like you'll be out of what soon so all that does is gives him a bonus on his check for tomorrow though right so what's it give him plus yep. two right yep it's a, a plus two yep just for a success kill cool. and that's gonna be a fortitude check tomorrow <laughs> excellent so the rest of you that aren't doing weird medical stuff are you gonna head off to crow's casks mm-hmm. to try to hunt down corvus Sure. Oh, I mean, I yeah. think Kashak was kind of staring in gory fascination, but yeah, he's a uh, totally. Well, yeah, you can guy. hang out. You can hang out and and you know, <clears throat> watch with gory fascination. I will also be watching with gory fascination and somewhat disgust, wondering how Solus is able to just take needle and thread in the flank without flinching. <laughs> Tovin is truly a magician. He's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, Corvus Corvax is uh, in town suddenly. Uh, that guy we were talking about sending a letter to. Um, I guess he's here. Uh, and he also happens to be staying at Crow's Cask. So there's a chance we might find him there. He's tall, bald, and has green eyes and is wearing red clothes. And that's Man all I know. Corvus is staying at Crow's Cask. Hmm. Well, let's go find him. This is going to make me vomit. I don't want to watch any longer. How terrifying would it be if this dude was just like a huge hairless bird? <laughs> anyway, you guys, I guess, are, are going to go. You going to head out to Crow's Casks or are you going to all hang out here for the eight hours and like go there for the dinner service? All of you. 
No, let's go uh, check out this uh, Corvus fellow and see what he has to say. Yes, all of we- you can go on ahead. You don't need to wait for wait for me. I mean, even if he's not there, Magaloy might know where he is, so... And it's not like we have the book anyway, we just know the title of it, so he'll probably just erupt into you know, screeching impossible syllables or something when we talk about it. All right, so you're heading to to, uh, to Cross Casks, to a little recon, maybe find Magaloy, maybe find Corvus. Sounds like a plan. Beautiful. You get there, and the, the bar is empty, except for Magaloy. He's behind the bar. He's cleaning things, arranging bottles. I should have Magaloy's voice. I've only ever used it twice. I should have a better idea of what it is, but here we go. It's pretty vanilla. I remember. Right, I think it's pretty vanilla. Gentlemen, what can I do you for? I don't see all of y'all in here too often. It's a little too snake oil salesman, but yeah, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a pencil that'll cure you of your uh, your bog rot. It's one of a kind. What can I do you for? Is want something on tap? You wanna? You want something to eat? I haven't seen you guys in a few days. How's it going up there in that gauntlet? Oh, everything's absolutely fucked. It's insane. Um. You haven't seen a tall, bald man with green eyes and a red cloak, have you? You know what? Did see fell like that. He actually bought a room here, but uh, he said he was going to go out and check out the town, uh, take a look around. I, I imagine he's he's a real tall fellow. I imagine you'll be able to find him pretty easily. Yeah, well, thanks a ton, Magaloy. I appreciate it. We'll be back later. I'm sorry I couldn't give you any more information. He asked about if there were any other... Uh, bars in town. I told him about the rockfish. Told him about the crooks nut. Um, but that's about it. That's all I could give you. Oh, we all we know could. the cask is the best. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that shoots so you a much. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep looking for this guy. Ta ta. See y'all later. Come on back for dinner. Thank you, Megaloo. I am going to walk outside with Billy and be like, okay, so manhunt time. And I'm going to scurry up onto your shoulders and stand up and be like, let's go. You're on Billy's shoulders. I need Mm -hmm. a high vantage point. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so do we want to go ahead and just, you know, I think we'll have you guys um, do, is a society checks or a diplomacy check to canvas for information gather information that gather would be diplomacy yeah why don't you guys go ahead and uh roll me a diplomacy check to gather information see if you can find this guy Ooh, mm-hmm. i have great diplomacy everyone loves me you do <laughs> you have some of the highest diplomacy in the but i rolled like dog shit so it doesn't matter <laughs> i got a two for an eight i got a 13 for an 18 i'm too busy making sure yosef doesn't fall off my shoulders to talk so to I got anyone a 19 for a 30 Kashak, you're able to find out that he was last seen heading into the Crook's Nook. Oh, Oh, that's a great place. Uh, Billiam, Yosef, come here. He was in the Crook's Nook last. Let's let's take a look. Okie doke. All right, and you um, make your way on over to the Crook's Nook, that lovely little bridge, toll bridge heading across the, uh, the river. And you make your way in, and Phil is there, as always. Hi, it's Joseph. How are you doing, bye? We're, we're fine. We're, we're just... Do you have a home? 
Yeah, but I like this place a lot better. Turns out he's just got a really debilitating speech impediment, and he's a like a teetotaler. <laughs> <laughs> Yosef just gets kind of depressed for a second. He's be got like, a wow. palsy, and they've been thinking we've been thinking he's a drunk this entire time. You're, <laughs> you're <laughs> really bright in my day, Yosef. Whenever I get to see, remember when you gave me a banana? Yes, I do. Hey, uh, Phil, let me ask you a question that's probably not worth asking. Have you seen a man, tall, bald, with green eyes in the red cloak around here? I saw a big red thing here, but I I think. Yeah, he was, he's here, was here. I saw him. That wasn't about as well as I expected. I'm going to look I, around the bar. <laughs> <laughs> You see a few people just kind of lazily drinking, like dock workers, um, chilling, having a drink. Just, you know, a couple people playing darts or whatever they have in this town. Uh, you see some guys that are wrestling over the trap doors, trying to push each other into the into the water. But you do not see anyone matching the description that you were given. Son of a bitch. Is Yin... Um like working front of house or anything or is she in her she's office? not front of house she would be in the office potentially i guess i'll like scurry back there real quick through uh past my replacement cook hand and uh knock on the door like excuse me uh yin and you hear you hear yin in there and you hear her talking to somebody i open the door door's locked I attempt a thievery Ooh. check to unlock it. Okay, yeah. Do it. Mm. Okay. Uh, natural 15 for a 25. Roll another one. Natural 14 for a 24. Roll one more. No way. Till you fail. Natural 13 for a 23. You can feel these pins as you start to pick it. And then the second one goes into place. And you keep intention on the bar. You're wiggling a little bit. The final pin falls into place. And the tumbler's all set. And you turn the lock and open the door. And you see Yin. And she sees you as the door opens. And I'm, uh, and looks confused as to why you're there. And you see the back of a bald headed man wearing a red cloak. Oh. Two of the people I'm looking for. This is a private conversation, Yosef. I suggest you leave. Yes, but I sent for this man, and he showed up before the mail even left town, and it's kind of important. Very important. And I'm willing to bet maybe more important than what you're talking about, unless Yosef steps in and shuts the door. Your guys might be talking about what I'm interested in, seeing as how I'm fairly certain that you know more than you're letting on. And the man turns to look at you. Corvus, I presume. Do I know you? No, but we have mutual acquaintances, and they made me aware of your presence. In fact, I, me and my compatriots wrote you a letter. You haven't gotten it yet, I'm guessing. Seeing as how Absalom is... How long? Two days travel? Something like that? Roughly, yeah. And we sent the letter yesterday... And yet here you are. This feels all too 
perfect, honestly. And I'm kind of starting to get a little annoyed that I'm being left out of some very important things while doing some work for you, Yin. This man might know the only thing that there is to know about a very ancient book that is the entire reason that your man went to go die in the gauntlet. Quite frankly, I'd like to know about it. He looks at you. Yin, do you know this person? He's like, yes, he's in my employees, a cook, and he used to be quite a deft hand in another life. Yosef, what do you need Corvus for? Well, when we were exploring the gauntlet previously, there was, um, oof, there were some, some notes written about somebody who was trying to transcribe a book, I believe, for Belcora. Or something to do with Belcora. Um, somebody who lived in the auxiliary building and seemed to be one of her underlings. Created soul gems, telescopes, and all these other crazy things. Had a library underneath this building. There was a bunch of scrawlings about a book called Whispering Reads and a transcription. And something about how it doesn't say what it says. And you see the, the color drain from Corvus's face. And he's like, whispering reads. How have you heard of this book? There's not many left. Actually, there's probably less than ten or so from what Morlebens leads me to believe, if there's any left intact at all. An unknown author seems to have written this book, but seems to have destroyed almost any remnant of it ever existing. And if somebody from the Gauntlet wants something to do with that... I know it can't be good. I've found 12 in my life, and I've destroyed all of them. Why? That's a dangerous book, son. I know. A handful of people are dead because of it. I'd like a little more information than that, though, if you wouldn't mind. The Whispering Reads is considered a holy book. By those who worship the empty death. It wasn't intended that way, though. The writer put it together as a way to combat her influence. Unfortunately, combining all that information about such a malevolent force merely strengthened it. He realized too late. He tried to destroy that first print run. But adherence to the empty death killed him before he could get rid of all of them. By my, my count, there's less than eight in the world. And this is the only confirmed one I know of. I need to destroy it. Well, I mean, we don't have it. I know. I hired Yin to get it for me. And we'll see you next oh, week. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. She's been playing both sides, kind of? The Offering uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. 
We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Roll for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio, Michael Gilvey, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening.